You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Hey, 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 this is Jasmine, the host of the Beyond the Profi podcast. And our guest today is the executive sleep coach of Awaken to Sleep and co-founder of the Sleep Hero Network platform, Chad Wooters. He has spent many years in education business development, and in dentistry, and he brings his focus to helping dental teams treat the life-threatening condition that has impacted his life so much, and that is obstructive sleep apnea. Thank you, Chad, for being on the show. Thank you much. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. So I got to give the listeners a little background piece on how we met. Um, and we met at the Voices of Dentistry podcast summit in Arizona. That was my first time seeing cactus or cacti. I see cactus. <laughs> I think cacti is proper, but cactuses sounds better. So you're good to go. <laughs> and I was blown away by the information that you shared, some of the things that you're doing and why this topic is really important for us as dental professionals. And what I really loved was the fact that you saw how every dental professional, but of course the role that I serve as a dental hygienist should be in this process of understanding what obstructive sleep apnea is. So we're going to dive in deep and start talking about obstructive sleep apnea, but I've already know your story. The listeners not, have not learned yet. So please tell us your journey on with dealing with obstructive sleep apnea for you personally? Yeah, um, so my story, unfortunately, is, uh, I would say it's probably pretty typical, but uh, that's also the unfortunate part about it. Um, you, you've seen me, you know me in person, I don't think our listeners are gonna get that privilege, but um, I'm not your stereotypical apneic patient. Um, I, uh, I am about a buck 65, I go to the gym, I look pretty decently fit. Um, and I don't have this, the, the big neck or the overweightness or anything like that that's associated with the stereotype of sleep apnea. And so um, it started when uh, a little bit before I met Michael, actually, I was working in a dental practice and the conversation about sleep apnea had started kind of coming up because our office had found out about it. And I was talking to uh, one of our colleagues in the office and he looked at me and said, look, at you, you don't need to do a sleep apnea test. Um, you're, you're fine. And so... Uh, fast forward some time after having met Michael, uh, the owner of an owner and founder of uh, Awaken Sleep and co-founder of Sleep Hero as well. Um, part of the onboarding process happened to be doing a home sleep study. And that's where we found out that I stopped breathing almost 22 times an hour when I sleep. Um, and so it was a big eye opener for me and eye opener for him because um, the, he kind of has this thing called apnea radar where he can kind of sense who has apnea. And I managed to get away without that detected. And suddenly things started making sense. Um, my, my, probably the scariest story that comes from my, my apnea would be one time uh, about 48 hours, two days of just super involved in my community, just go, 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 didn't stop, didn't sleep for maybe two hours in those two days. 
and uh, I had to go help a friend. So I got this gas can, you know, bought the gas can, got the gas, went to my friend's house, dropped off the gas can, and I was so tired. I said, the gas can's right there, and I fell asleep in his driveway. Um, I just conked out entirely. The next morning, I woke up in my bed, and I texted my friend. And I said, hey, thanks so much, man. I was so exhausted. Um, I really appreciate you driving me home. I'm not sure how you did that, you know, with one car, but, you know, whatever. Um, he said, Chad, you were gone when I got back. And that night I had a dream that I was driving on the highway uh, and I almost crashed in the center divider. Um, I drove three cities, almost 20 miles and no memory of such because of sleep. I had no alcohol in my system, completely sober, just sleep related. And basically in that time I was so exhausted. Uh, I must've woken up most likely due to an apnea event, then somewhat conscious and, or semi-conscious and uh, decided to drive home. And uh, now that my apnea is treated uh, with an oral appliance from a dental office, uh, it changed my life entirely. I mean, the first two days of me using this appliance, even though I got so little sleep, which is definitely not clinically recommended, get more sleep than I, I do. Um, but I got two hours of course, it's terrible, right? Uh, two nights with four hours of sleep consecutively. I had so much energy. Both of those days, I was literally telling people, let's go for a hike, let's go climb a mountain. Let's go do something that requires lots of energy because in those two days I had more energy than I had had probably for two to three years prior to that, to that conversation or being treated. Um, and so it hundred percent changed my life. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of the, the awesome things like the weight loss that it typically is associated with it or um, things of that nature, but I stopped waking up with headaches. I have more energy throughout my day. Coffee became an optional part of my day, which I didn't realize was gonna, ever going to be a thing. So many changes that, um, well, I guess it comes down to the, the phrase, I didn't know I was in pain until I was treated. Yeah. yeah. I just live such a better quality of life now that that's, that's, been, that's taken place. Wow. I mean, just wow. I, I, and, I, and just hearing your story just makes me wonder the statistics of, and I don't know if you know this, but just the amount of people out there that may be having episodes like that, that unfortunately may not make it home, you know, or they may be having, handling other daily tasks with their job that could put themselves and others at risk. I mean, that's yeah, especially, scary. Especially those um, heavy machine workers, I yes. believe. The last stat I looked at for driving drowsy driving fatalities was over six thousand in a year. Wow! Um, and I mean, we don't know if that's correlated with apnea, but yeah, you start looking at that, and you just you look at other things as well. I mean, comorbidities of sleep apnea. Eighty-three percent of people who take um, two two or more medications to manage their high blood pressure, they have sleep apnea. Mm. Incredible, and you know I think about my mom and I used to remember listening to her sleep and it would sound like her breathing would stop mm. and then I would be like ma ma you know like that and I didn't know anything about that as a youth mm -hmm. you know I mean no, there's so many people walking around that don't even know about right. really the true impact so can you share some of the the true impact of obstructive sleep apnea like why is this such a huge issue for us, not just from your personal experience, but 
what do we need to know as professionals, as, I mean, there's people that are listening to this podcast that may not even be in dentistry. What do they need yeah. to know? Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing for sure, any moderate to severe patient, uh, that means that you stop breathing between 15 uh, and really above 30. So the, the guidelines say from 15 to 30 is moderate and 30 and above is severe. Um, but this studies have shown that our life is shortened by seven to 10 years if we're not treated with fire apnea. Now that, that may not seem like a lot, but let's kind of take that in perspective. Smoking takes five to seven years away from our life. So it's a huge range and it's a lot of life, but, but what would you do for a decade more with your family and friends? Um, it may be CPAP, it may be an oral appliance, but the fact is it's treatment of a life-threatening condition. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, that, I mean, that really puts it into, into perspective right there, that analogy right there. And that's- Yeah, really and that's, that's one study, that's one step. I mean, whether if you're more clinical, you can start getting into the fact that, you know, we've got correlative studies that show things like uh, just regular high blood pressure, hypertension, bruxism, um, obesity. Those are three major ones that we talk about, as well as drug-resistant hypertension. Um, the studies show that if you have any two of those conditions, your greater your likelihood of having sleep apnea is, is in the 90%. I mean, it's, it's immense. And there literally are millions of Americans that are undiagnosed. One study shows 30 million Americans are undiagnosed with sleep apnea, which only 10% have been diagnosed. Mm. So that means 27 million Americans are going through life literally not breathing. Oh, um, so when you look, what does that mean? I mean, we, we always talk about how we can go, a joke in my family is I can go a week without drinking water because I used to just drink coffee straight, right? Um, but we, but studies show we can go about three to four days without water if we really need to. We can go two to three weeks without food, but we can only go what three to five minutes without air. Absolutely, yes, it's so very important. So, like right now, would you say that, like, what would you say would be where people are going to find out about sleep apnea? Is it the dental professionals, or are they seeking somewhere else when they realize that there's a problem? Well, I would just say the first thing is, is and again, I, I hate to keep talking about myself, but I'm probably the worst patient you'd ever have in my chair. I was a guy that said I didn't, <laughs> I didn't grind my teeth. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yes, you do. Uh, it, it's, it, you can sell. Um, so I would say the biggest thing is that people aren't because they saw that article on Facebook that one time that told them that in order to have sleep apnea, you have this, this, and that. In fact, that's exactly what I did. So people aren't looking for this condition because they're not aware that it happens. And in their minds, they, they hear sleep apnea and they think that's someone else's problem. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't learning it as much in the medical community either. And that's not really at fault of the medical community. They, they have so much responsibility. They're, from the toes to the head, they're responsible for everything. Um, but for example, I went to my primary care physician about a year ago, two years ago, and I mean, I went to some more recent than that, but the last time before I was diagnosed, um, and he asked me, do you have sleep apnea? I literally looked myself up and down and looked at him and went, no, <laughs> because I was already educated on the topic and I thought I didn't have it. So medical community is doing their best, but they're not always able to catch everyone. So what we're trying to empower people to do is really learn about it from the dental offices themselves and sometimes the hygienists, because you guys are in such a unique position 
that it allows you to, one, see so many comorbidities. I, I listed some of the pre-medical history ones, but other, others include bruxism, mal, um, oh goodness, now I just forgot my dental terminology. Um, <laughs> bruxism, we've got uh, attrition. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get yellow on the tongue, if, as long as it doesn't scrape off, that's acid reflux. I mean, there's so many things. Three, we've got 10 or 15 that we, we show practices on a daily basis. But just looking at the medical questionnaire, and honestly, as a hygienist, you guys have such a unique opportunity because how many times do you hear about the spouse complaining about the other spouse snoring? Yes. Or do you hear about the spouse that is snoring complaining about how the other spouse complains that they snore? Right. I mean, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it, it, is. it is. You know, it's if you guys have such an opportunity, you know, whether it be someone complaining about their, how tired they are the headaches they have, how they fall asleep on the way to work, or if they fell asleep in your dental chair, um, that was me, by the way, um, you should talk to them about their airway health, their sleep, because if, if they're falling asleep doing something like that, then there's something, they're just tired, they're overexhausted, overextended. And there's so many different things that are available. I mean, it's hard to cover it in a short podcast because we literally have hours of content online that are to discuss that exact topic. Um, but the point is that if you just listen to someone's pain points and just listen to how tired and frustrated they are, it could just be an indicator that they're not getting enough sleep. And that could be because they only sleep from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Or it could be that they're trying to sleep, but their body isn't getting that deep sleep because every five minutes, every couple minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they're waking up because they literally can't breathe. Mm. So when they're, someone's ready to get tested, what do they do? Like, you know... Where do you even go? Yeah, so there's a lot of different options. Um, the first and most um, known, I would say, is an is a in-lab sleep study. Um, that in-lab sleep study, you can find usually most cities have them or, or most you know, bigger cities. Um, your patient's going to go there. They range in price probably about $1,000 to $3,000 for a two-night study. Um, they're going to hook you up with a bunch of leads, 20-some-odd leads, and you're, they're going to have someone sit in a room and watch you sleep for two nights. Um, so as fun as that sounds, they're all really more comfortable alternatives. Um, so we start with the worst to go up from there. Um, but the second is a home sleep study. And that has four leads. It's just a, a simple strap that goes around the chest. Uh, it has a pulse oximeter. So it just goes on your finger and then also the nose cannula. And uh, that's it. You just go home, sleep with it, and you give it back to the provider that provided it. Uh, we awaken to sleep. We do home sleep testing. But also, we encourage dental practices to, if possible, own their own. Uh, different states have different legislation about that. But if it is legal and ethical in your state, we it is recommended that you do have one because a patient is more likely to go home with the test that you hand them than they are to answer our phone call when we try and ship them a test. Yeah, um, and and then relying upon them to make the phone call to to find out that information. I've had plenty of patients that we refer them for a lesion that we had concerns with and mm-hmm. didn't follow through with it. And then you ask them again, have you gone, have you checked? And they haven't done it. And it's just so much easier when you do have that convenience of having something there in the right. office. So if like, if the dental practice has one, um, who's interpreting the test? Is that something that gets sent out to another yeah. third party? So that's a great question. So the guidelines state that a, a boarded sleep physician has to diagnose sleep apnea and read these studies. 
So whether they're shipping to a company like us or they're buying a unit um, that can be from us or other, other third parties, they do have to have the studies read and that is by a physician. So um, I, I don't want to plug us, you know, but we do have a pretty decent uh, interpretation service that comes with the diagnosis and recommendation uh, for the treatment modality that is clinically appropriate. Um, so really cool thing for you dental nerds as I am. So that's not an offensive thing. I, I love dentistry, love sleep medicine. Um, but in 2015, there was an article published that basically established that the standard of care or one of the primary options for treating mild and moderate sleep apnea is an oral appliance. And interesting fun fact is that the oral appliance has to be custom fabricated and adjustable, meaning that only a dentist can make it. So um, it is a really unique opportunity for dental practices to be involved on so many different levels just because they're the only ones that can really provide this treatment modality. And if the physician is recommending that treatment, you guys have to go ahead and go forward. So they do need to have those read by a physician um, and they can obviously have that from us or and there are other third parties off that. I mean, I don't want to just say that no one else exists in the industry, um, but yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Okay. Um... Wow. So like, I'm, I'm totally ignorant. You know, I have been, I've been in dentistry for quite some time first as a dental assistant. Now as a dental hygienist. And of course, in our curriculum, we don't talk about this. Um, it's just not something that's necessary for the board. So of course we're not talking about this in our curriculum. It's just not enough time to cover all of that. So like, I know that there are other places that people can get educated, but like, what are some ways in which someone can get educated um, and get themselves, get their practice situated where they can start figuring out like, what is the best way to start uh, screening for this? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of ways, a lot of courses, um, as we like to say, education is, or information is never lacking. Uh, there's rarely ever a lack of abundance of information. So you can, you can look up apnea courses and things of that nature. We have apnea courses we teach with a variety of companies across the nation. Um, that's something we do. But I, I would say, and again, shameless plug here, but we do have our online platform that is designed to provide quality education and actionable steps. And there's a difference with that second word, actionable steps, because here, when you, when you learn something, you can't unsee it. So now you learn about this life-threatening condition, you learn about how many patients in your practice have this life-threatening condition, what do you do? Yeah. Well, how about you go screen five patients? How about you talk to 10 patients? And, and here's the cool part. If, if you're a practice that doesn't have a test or you're working in a practice who's, who's hesitant to get asleep, you can actually have them go to us and we'll help them directly. Um, or if you want to get your practice involved, we have corporate level education accounts that your whole practice can jump on that provides multiple users at discounted rates. I mean, bunches, bunches of resources. They come with forums, they come with videos, they come with a community of people and peers across the nation that is um, there to help you make a difference. Because what, and I, this is just me speaking from personal experience and what I've seen as I've been in this industry is offices often find multiple people in their own practice, in their own family's practice we're being affected by this condition and didn't know it. And through the education, we often see people receive effective treatment of a condition that they either weren't aware of or weren't willing to comply with their traditional treatment methods, like a yeah. CPAP. Yeah. 
you know, as a mom genus, a mom that's a dental hygienist, I would have to say I would love to get tested. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's like associated with just being an entrepreneur, which never ends, um, or, you know, having children, raising kids. I am very tired. Um, mm. And it would be interesting to see. I have had weight gain over the last couple of years, but it would be interesting to see if the, it could be associated, you know, because my mom had it. I know for sure mm. she had something going on there. Um, she just never had the treatment for it. So fun facts for you. Um, well, one phrase I'd like to say, every symptom has an excuse. So I'm glad that you identified your excuses and you didn't let them sit like, oh, just I'm tired just because of this. So thank you for that. Um, two, sleep apnea is, is highly correlated to genetics. Um, we don't have like factual studies, I believe, that show that it's 100% associated, but we do typically see a trend. Um, and three, uh, we'd love to help you out. So we will definitely talk after this. We'll get you a home sleep study. Um, it's literally what we do. We ship tests for a living in part. So uh, we, can, we can help you get that looked at and, and just see, and really for you as a, as a dental professional, see, is this something that I can actually do in my own scope of practice? And, and here's the amazing thing. If it changes your life, I mean, I'm not on the patient side most days, but when I do get on the patient side, they're like, okay, what are we doing? Sign me up. I don't even know what you said, but I want to do it. Because I'm so excited about the impact we're making and the impact it's had on my life. Yeah. And people don't even recognize the energy I have compared to a year ago, two years ago, when I was just going through life trying to stay awake. Wow. Wow. Man, I listen, we may have to do a part two because if I get <laughs> results that say that I do, I would love to kind of document what I have to do if I do. It will be very interesting to see. Because my husband has uh, stated recently about my snoring, although I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, we do say the worst person to ask about what happened while you're asleep is the person who's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> the second person is the person who's supposed to be asleep next to you. Right. So, um, and then one other thing I totally forgot, um, sleep apnea is progressive. So you may not, not have had it 15 years ago. Um, it sometimes grows into apnea because what happens as we grow older is our um, skeletal tissue, skeletal muscles, they actually start to lose some of their definition. And so um, yeah. that's a little bit more advanced, but basically what happens is they're more crowded. And so when the pipe gets full, we no air passes through. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and I'd love to go through that study with you. We can uh, maybe do a, a review of the study and just say, hey, this is what a, a doctor consult looks like and, and do that, it'd be fun. Um, I, I do want to say this. We're on the hygiene podcast, right? Yeah. Hygienists, you guys are absolutely the best and you res rock. Um, you guys are often the lifeblood of a practice. And when it comes to sleep, you guys are often the impetus, the starting point for the conversation for that patient. And I just want to give a shout out because you guys are the friends of the patients. You guys do so much. And, and if you are interested in sleep, then you're going to do even more. And the fact that you're going to not just help this patient's teeth feel clean, and maybe you do you know, the, the gums and, and you get into the deep cleanings. But here you're literally talking about a life-threatening condition that is changing this patient's life because you started a conversation. Absolutely. And if your doctor gets concerned about, oh my gosh, I don't have time to implement another, another thing in my practice, that's okay. Sleep medicine is probably one of the only things that is actually a team-driven um, team driven service. Almost every part of the process is handled by team members. 
the doctor has to deliver the appliance and that's that's usually where where it may be taking impressions but that's usually it so there's a lot of awesome opportunity for you guys to make a big difference if you want to look more into that yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, I tell you right now, the people that listen to my podcast are definitely the go-getters, the modern hygienists that really want to make an impact. We do make an impact every day and we know that we do. Um, so please let the listeners know where to contact you. But I also want to just let the listeners know that in our show notes, we have a special treat with you, for you from Awaken to Sleep that we've um, worked for to uh, create for our community. So in order to find them, you have to go to beyondtheprofi.com and you have to go to the blog section and look for this episode where we'll have that special gift for you that's given to you by Waking to Sleep so that you can start improving in your education and feeling more empowered in your practice to help with those dealing with sleep apnea. But if someone wanted to personally contact you, where, where can they find you, Chad? Yeah, the best way to do that, um, I, I mean, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, if you guys are really want to do the most challenging thing, email at uh, info at awakensleep.com. Um, we'll get it, but, you know, emails, yay. Uh, the best way um, is to go to our online education platform, sleepherownetwork.com. There's a little blue button in the bottom right-hand corner, and if you click that button, the chat box will pop up, and then you can enter in any question that you have. Um, and... We'll have to provide you the link to the Beyond the Profi site where you can find that code. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that code actually, one, allows you a discounted rate for all of our education on any level. So if you're trying to get individual CEs, if you're trying to get um, your office to give you CEs, um, it will discount either of those tiers. Um, there may be two separate codes, so just be, be aware of that. But um, we we're here to help you. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you make a difference. So info to awaken to sleep. There's some contact forms on awaken sleep. If you want to go that route, but the best way is going to be going on sleephero.network.com and clicking the little blue button in the bottom right hand corner to chat with my team. Awesome. All right. So listen, we're going to get, we're going to keep you guys updated. Um, we'll probably, I know for sure we'll do another follow-up. I would love to continue this conversation and just use me as a guinea pig. Um, because this is something that is so important and um, can definitely make an impact in so many people's lives. So thanks again, Chad, for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.